0: In honor of God's Word, would you stand with me for the reading of God's Word? Joshua, in the Old Testament. Joshua, chapter 1. And we'll be looking at verses 1 through 9. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord... It came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Sounds like Jesus, doesn't it? Be strong and of good courage, for for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the land which, uh, according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Man, what a, what a comfort that is. And then look down at verse 18. The last phrase on that verse. Only be strong and of good courage. Let's pray God, our Father, we thank you and praise you for this beautiful Lord's Day and opportunity we have to be together in your house as we gather to worship you. Lord God, we thank you for your presence and the presence of your Holy Spirit as he speaks to us through your word today, through our Sunday school time, through our worship time thus far, and through our spoken word now. Lord God, hear us as we call upon you to speak to us and move upon our hearts and our lives today through Jesus Christ, our Lord, and your word in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, and you may be seated. Let me add my word of welcome to all of those who are here today. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for our worship time thus far and the praise team that has prepared our hearts and brought us to this point. Remember there is a business meeting after the service. And then lunch. Lunch. You know the the only bad thing uh, of, about the fellowship hall. Is that there is a separation between the church worship facility. And the fellowship hall itself. To where we cannot smell the food that has already been brought and prepared. Because that really gets us prepared for lunch, Brother Luke. uh, I I know you're already ready, but but the truth is uh, we will have a good time of fellowship together. Baptists are always eating, and uh, that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Okay. Thank you, Brother Whit, and those who helped pass those out. Moses was the quintessential leader of Israel. He, in fact, was a picture of Christ. Now, Joshua comes on the scene, and he is a model leader for all leaders. Moses had died, and they had spent 30 days in mourning. For Moses, the servant of the Lord. And that phrase, the servant of the Lord, is emphasized by the Lord God himself. Now, they are to move forward. Now, they are to go onward. Now, the leadership mantle is passed current Baptist church, the leadership mantle here has passed. We don't yet know to whom that leadership mantle has been passed to. But what we do know, we can treasure and we can worship in and praise the Lord for and rejoice in because we know that the Lord God, based upon this passage of Scripture itself, verses 1 through 9 that I've shared with you this morning, God said He would never leave us nor forsake us. Church, do you believe those words? Well, if you believe those words, then you must believe that God has prepared and is preparing and does have one day set for that new leadership to take hold. But first, there is a preparation. And that's what we are talking about today. The leadership mantle is passed. We must move on. We must move forward. And that's what this is all about. One, there there are four principles that leadership gives to us in this passage, or this passage gives to us about leadership. And Joshua is the model for us. First of all, God calls His leaders. I want you to understand today, God calls His leaders, not man. When I answered the call to preach, I was bombarded by those who had a catchphrase, Don usually... When a man says that God has called him, what he really means is that he's mama called and daddy sent. But well, let me assure you, my mama didn't call me to preach, and my daddy sure didn't send me to preach. One area that I have been so convinced of my whole life, and my wife has too, that. In 1972, in the fall of 1972, God called us to preach. God called us to minister. God called us to pastor. God called us. There was no question. There was no if, and, or but. It was not, Mama, do do you think this is the right thing? Daddy, will you take care of us as we go our way? No. No. It was God called, and God said to us, I want you to go forward in ministry and preach the Word of God. If you want a man of God, listen to his testimony. Listen to his testimony about God's call upon his life. God called Abram, if you will remember. He told Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you in Genesis 12. God called Moses through a burning bush in Exodus 3. Now, he's calling Joshua. He's calling Joshua face to face to take over the place of leadership, the position of leadership that Moses held. Listen to what he says again in verses 1 and 2. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun. Now, uh, there's a lot of of, of, uh, funnies, laughter, and jokes that are made about Joshua was the son of Nun. But he was the son of Nun. But that's N-U-N, that was his dad's name, not N-O-N-E. Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. You see, Joshua had been with Moses. Joshua had been beside Moses. Joshua was with Moses, part of the time, and a major part of the time of Moses leading the children of Israel for over 40 years. When they obeyed Him, when they disobeyed Him. When they followed what He said, when they didn't follow what He said. The children of Israel were up and down, up and down, up and down. Like most of us are, up and down. We follow the Lord one day, we may follow Him the next, we may not. The truth of the matter is many of us, if not most of us, are not really consistent in our walk with the Lord Jesus. The good thing about the Lord, the great thing about the Lord Jesus is He forgives us when we acknowledge and repent of being disobedient. And He allows us to follow Him again. Now, Now, God's talking to Joshua the same way he talked to Moses, face to face. Moses, my servant is dead, verse 2. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people to the land that I am giving to them, the children of Israel. God had promised them before. You see, they had been right here 40 years before. They had been at the Jordan. What happened? Moses sent spies in. Twelve spies. They came back. Ten spies gave a bad report. Two spies. Who? Joshua and Caleb. Two spies gave a positive report of the land and that God was giving it to them and God. Go ahead of it. God would provide for them in fighting the people over there to give them the land. It was already their land. God had said, I'm giving it to you. It's the promised land. And they disobeyed. They wouldn't go in. They wouldn't fight. They disobeyed God. So for 40 years, for zero, 40 years they were on that side of the jordan and that side of the promised land they were that close and they disobeyed moses and actually disobeyed the lord and wandered in the wilderness now now 40 years later moses has died God buried him in the land of Moab. Moses, the former leader, Joshua's mentor, has died. God had buried him. Joshua is to lead the children of Israel across the Jordan into the promised land. My friend, I don't know where the promised land for Corinth Baptist Church is. But I want to tell you where I believe Corinth Baptist Church is located in a promised land. If you look all around you, you will see the blessing of the Lord God. Because no longer is it so much so that we go to where the people are. The people are coming to us. All around us. Communities are building up. Subdivisions are building up. People are moving in. And what is the task of the church? It's the same today as it was when Jesus Christ gave it to His disciples. And I'll speak more about that in just a few moments. God, however, calls His leaders. God calls His leaders, not man. The second leadership principle we learn is that God commissions His leaders to follow His plan. Obedience. Obedience. There's no no other way to express it than this. Look at verses 2 through 6. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. And every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. As I said, this is past tense, folks. It's past tense. It's not a question, I think I will give it to you, maybe you will have it. No, He is saying, I have given it. Corinth Baptist Church, there are promises, and these promises are the same we can take for us. God has promised that He will be with us, that He will never forsake us, that He will never leave us, that He will continue to guide us, He will continue to bless us, as long as we obey It's when we disobey, we get into trouble. From the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. It's going to be your territory. It's your territory. You can claim it now. But you've got to go into the land. You've got to obey me. Listen to verse 5 and 6. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you, Joshua. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Joshua, no man's going to be able to stand up before you. No man's going to be able to stand you down all the days of your life. I'm going to be with you. The power of God, Almighty God, is with Joshua. Well, if Almighty God is with Joshua, if the power of God is with Joshua, don't you think the same power and Almighty God is going to be with the children of Israel as they go into the promised land? Church, the same is true for you. As Almighty God was with Joshua, Almighty God has promised us, Jesus has promised us in the New Testament, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Obey me. Go and do what I've told you to do. The primary responsibility of the leader was his personal commitment. To follow the lordship of Jesus Christ and his plan. God said, the I am giving you is yours. I'm giving it to you. Genesis 12, 1. Deuteronomy 31. We don't have to come up with a plan. God has already given us the plan. In Matthew 28, 19 and 20, Jesus said, Go and make disciples of all nations. He didn't say, choose the ones that you want and choose the ones that you don't. Leave them alone. No, He said all the nations. There is no one supposed to be left out of our task of ministering to them and sharing the gospel with them, folks. No one. And when we pick and choose, that means we place ourselves above God. And we get in trouble when we do that. We don't have to come up with the plan. Hallelujah. We don't have to draw up our plan. We don't have to. God's already laid it down. God's already laid it out. We have it before us. Go and make disciples. Commissions, commissions his leaders to follow his plan, not ours, but his. And he requires obedience. Thirdly, God's command to his leader is to depend on that divine presence. The divine presence. Look again at verses 5 and 6 and verse 9. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Now listen, let me, let me, allow me, if you will, to, to, to really put this into significance. No man's going to be able to stand against you because I am with you as I was with Moses. (laughs) Pharaoh couldn't even stand up against Moses he? you remember that situation. <laughs> as I was with Moses the same way I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. I won't leave you or forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. God commands His leadership to be dependent upon the divine presence of God. Why? Because it was God who gave the victory. Lo, I am with you. I'm with you. I won't forsake you. Only be strong and of good courage. Verse 7, only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law that Moses my servant commanded you. The first five books of the Bible the Pentateuch, were under the authorship of Moses, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, of God. The Word of God is, that's what it translates into, the Word of God as a whole, the Bible. That is for us today. And that's what the Word of God is saying to us, only Observe to do according to all the law says, which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. What does he mean that you may prosper? That you may have success and have wisdom, act wisely. I don't think there's one of us that don't want to have success in life, is it? I don't think there's a a young person. I don't think there's a teenager or a child even that doesn't want to have success and be successful. Follow the Word. That's what he's saying. Follow the Word. Obey the Word and you'll have success. You will prosper. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate on it or in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Verse 6, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. God commands his leaders to depend on that divine presence. Jesus said in Matthew twenty-eight twenty, Lo, I am with you always. He didn't just say go. He said, I'm going with you. Lo, I am with you always, Matthew 28, 20. He's not left us. Church, he's not left Corinth Baptist Church because the pastor has has gone into another area of ministry and missions. He hasn't left you. He's He's still with you. He's still in you. If we consider Him in this building, in this facility, we, we have missed the meaning and the understanding of where His Holy Spirit takes up residence. He takes up residence in us. He's in us. So wherever we go, He is with us. That means wherever He goes, He empowers us. God calls His leaders. God commissions His leaders to follow His plans. God commands His leaders to depend upon divine presence. And fourth, God's chief characteristics of leadership is strength and courage. Strength and courage. In Verses 6, 7, 19, and 18. Four times. Four times. God says to Joshua four times be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Be strong and courageous. Why did it take four times for the Lord God To say to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Uh, Allow me to, I think, elaborate a little bit more on these particular four different uh, places where God said, be strong and courageous. First of all, the first time he says, be strong and courageous, he is talking to him about an enormous number of people. Look at verse 6. Strong and courageous, for to this people, what people? The children of Israel. Well, how many people was it? <laughs> 10, 20, 30, 40, 50? No. It was <laughs> multiplied more than that. It was thousands upon thousands of people. You say, Pastor Don, it couldn't be. Oh, yes, it was. Because the children of Israel, when they went down into Egypt, multiplied. And the Bible says, and they multiplied. And God blessed them, and they multiplied. They multiplied. One of the reasons for the fear of the Egyptians of the children of Israel was because they were so numerous. So when God sent Moses down to get the people out of Egypt and take them to the promised land, lead them to the promised land, they were thousands upon thousands upon thousands. And today, now I want you to hear me clearly. Today, many churches don't want to reach beyond their wall. Why? Because we're satisfied with the number we got. We don't want any more. We like it the way it is. We don't want to change. Because if somebody else comes in or many more people come in, we're going to change. Things are going to change. Things are going to happen. We don't want children because they'll be coloring on the wall. They'll be running up and down the aisles. They'll be screaming and hollering in the services. We don't want you because we'll have to pay somebody to take care of the youth and lead the youth and and we don't want them and and uh, because we're going to have to spend money. We don't want young adults because they're going to have babies. Then we're going to have babies again and then we're going to have youth again. And it's cycle starts all over. So we like what we got. But that ain't what this book talks about, folks. It ain't what the Lord Jesus said for us to do. It's not His plan. His plan is that none should perish, that all come to repentance. Corinth. The Lord God has a plan. He's already spoke it to you. What we have to do is follow it. An enormous group of people was standing before Joshua, waiting for the leadership of the Lord God, the man of God that he called, the man of God that he commissioned, And the man of God that he commanded to depend on the divine presence. And the man of God that had the courage and strength to stand up and lead. Secondly, it was a reminder of obedience. Look at verse 7. Be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may be, that you may prosper which is to succeed or act, have wisdom, act wisely. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do it according to all that's written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. God has laid down the plan. God has laid down the the idea, the concept, the principle. The problem is we, for whatever reason, don't want to follow it. But he called Joshua to lead this enormous amount of people, thousands, and he gave him a reminder to be obedient to the Word of God. Because that is where success and prospering and wisdom is church. That's where it is. That's where it is. And that's where we're going to find success. And that's where we're going to find the church prospering. Thirdly, it's a command also to not be afraid. Look at verse 9. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? <laughs> be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Have I not commanded you? It's a command to not be afraid. Well, in the world, we need to, to, to tell Joshua, this is the third time, be strong and courageous. To, to not be afraid. Why would he need to tell him not be afraid? Nor dismay. Because fear can immobilize a person. I have a fear of heights. The older I get, the higher my fear of heights gets. I no longer climb on top of my house. I used to when I was 20, 30, even 40. I could climb on the top of my house and do things. Wouldn't have a fear of cleaning out my gutters. But now I can take three steps if I can take three steps up the ladder and, uh, and, and I begin shaking. Because my mind tells me, okay, Don, you're gonna have to get, you're gonna have to get a little bit higher up now to clean out that that gutter or or to cut that limb off that tree. You gotta, you gotta get a little bit higher up. And and I begin to take that, that step. My mind tells me, I gotta get higher. (laughs) My body tells me, "Uh uh-uh, you might fall. And then if you fall, you're going to get something broke or hurt. You're going to be in pain, son. And I don't like pain. I told y'all that last week. I don't like pain. And so I begin wrestling. Fear immobilizes us. I have dreams. Of being somewhere high or climbing somewhere high and then looking down and I grab something to hold on to and can't come down. Fear immobilizes us. Dismayed causes disheartenment, causes discouragement and disappointment with people, situations, and circumstances. So that's why the Lord God tells Joshua, Joshua, don't pay attention to those who would give you heartburn and who would dislike you and who would say all kinds of things against you. Take heart, have strength, have courage in the Lord your God because your strength and your courage comes from the Lord. That's what David said. You are my strength. You are my courage, O Lord God. My strength and courage come from you. God commands us not to be afraid as leaders. And that's what he was telling Joshua. And finally, the leader, above all, needs to have strength and courage. Because that's where others draw their strength and courage from. You say, Pastor Don, what do you mean? Do you recall some people in your life, maybe a Sunday school teacher, maybe a deacon, maybe someone in the church that, that stood up against all odds, and maybe even stood alone for truth and right and the Word of God. And, and maybe you said in your heart, and, and you said, well now, it's, He's alone. There's a multiplicity over here of people that are on the other side. The Bible does make us to know that just because there's a majority doesn't mean they're always right. Right? Amen? Uh, You remember, again, the 12 spies that went into the promised land and 10 of them came back. They were in the majority, but they were wrong! Only two of them stood up against Caleb and Joshua. It's not always the majority who's right. The leader, above all, needs to have strength and courage because other people draw strength and courage through them as they see them standing up, trusting the Lord God on their own. Let me wrap this up. The leadership mantle here at Corinth Baptist Church has been passed. And God calls his leaders, not man. So as we allow God to call them, knowing that they're out there, then we must go forward, move forward trusting him because he's got him set aside. He's got him called. He's got him preparing for this task. Secondly, God commissions his leaders to follow his plan. God already has his plan for Corinth Baptist Church. And God commands his leaders to depend upon his divine presence. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And God's chief characteristic for leadership is strength and courage. Church, listen. We don't know, I've said it, we don't know who the mantle is passed to, but we know it's passed. Our task, then, is to move forward. Our task is to assess the past and see what part or parts of our history, our traditions, and our practices need to continue into the future or need to change. Our task is to seek to effectively organize and develop leadership here in the church, for the church, and for the Lord. It's to assess how decisions are made and to determine if there needs to be a more inclusive way to do it. It's to see how members relate to one another in the neighborhood and other churches and to discover our identity, the congregation's identity, apart from the pastor and develop That vision that the Lord God has laid out for us to help meet the needs of members beyond ourselves. What that does is help the the congregation clarify what, what kind of new leader, pastor, they need to help follow God's plan and direction and purpose. Friends, we've got a task before us. But I'm glad we can take heart. Because our God and Father said, that called us, by the way, the God and Father who called us said, I will never leave you or forsake you. I am with you, he said. I will go with you, he said. I believe this book. I believe the one who gave the words to this book to keep his promise. Now, the question is for Corinth Baptist Church, do you believe him? Do you believe him enough to trust him and walk with him? And follow the plan that he's laid out and the process that we have chosen in this direction. Would you stand with me? Heads bowed and eyes closed. If you're here today and you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's the most important decision you need to make today. You say, well, Pastor Don, how can I make that decision? By simply praying a prayer, something like this. Not necessarily the same words, but even that. Lord God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to pay my sin debt. I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that he died on the cross to save me from my sins. I am a sinner. I acknowledge that. And I'm sorry for my sin. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Forgive me of my sins and save me. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, I want to assure you that prayer is simple. But following the Lord is so much more as I've already talked about this morning. But it's the best that's yet to come in your life if you trust Him today. And if you did, I pray that you will come down during our time of invitation today and Let me know. Child of God, church, there are decisions we need to make. There are decisions you're going to have to make. Some only you can make today. Where will you stand today? What will your decision be today? I pray that God has touched your heart and moved upon your heart. If you need to come and pray, lay it on the Lord. Trusting the Lord, then come. The altar is open. You need to come and just share your desire. That's okay, too. But whatever and wherever your decision is, as the Lord has spoken to your heart, make it today. Don't put it off. Lord, we thank you, and we yield to your leadership and lordship today. In Christ's name, amen.